Well, hello and welcome back to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season, ooh, what season? Season five, episode seven. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Uh, It's nice to be back here. I normally have my headphones on. I forgot to put them on. So let me just put those on, change the speakers, and we will be good to go. Uh, This week, we have a little bit on... of things to go through, shall we say. Uh, we have a couple of bits of news. We've got a match review, a match preview, and I've also got this week's press conference as well to um, show you guys and for you guys who are listening, for you to have a little listen to as well. Um, they had Wayne Rooney and Donovan Pines at this week's press conference. Some good bits that came out of that and some good things to hear about this weekend's game as well. Um, but yeah, we're gonna just get right into it, I think, this week. No dilly dallying, let me just get the uh, news video. Uh, so we'll play the news theme, uh, we'll get right into it. So, yeah. This week's news. Uh, just a couple of bits to go through, really. Um, there was a big thing for Loudoun United this week um, that local DC real estate executive has taken an ownership stake in Loudoun United. That is Jordan Stewart. Um, you can find him on Instagram and all the social medias as well. Um, really good mates with Russell Knauss as well. Um, but he's taken an ownership stake in Loudoun United along with... Uh, defensive lineman Yannick Ngakui. I apologize if that's uh, I've pronounced your name completely incorrectly. I do apologize. Um, MLB outfielder Tommy Pham and retired NBA champion Jeff Teague. So, a bit of money there. Um, good for Loudon. Good that there's some investing investment going in. It'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out for the rest of the year and moving forward, really. So there is that. But also, uh, we have a little bit of a link with a former DCU player and the Chelsea job. Um, as you know, that uh, Chelsea have recently rehired one of their former managers in uh, former New York City FC midfielder, uh, Frank Lampard. He's gone back to be caretaker until the end of the season, but... Uh, former player, DCU player, Marcelo Gallardo has uh, been linked to the job uh, once the season has finished. So there is that. Um, be interesting to see what happens there, whether he actually gets it. But he's been linked, as is probably everybody under the sun has been linked to that job, like maybe Sam Allardyce, for example, probably Neil Warnock. Um, I'd imagine uh, Thomas Tuchel is probably linked with it again. You know, they like, if they go back to their old managers, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But otherwise, there is other bits of news, but it's more related to this weekend. There's been some good news about people coming back from injuries, uh, some timelines as well. But um, I will go through the press conference um, after the match review. But yeah, that's about it for the news this week. So I'm just going to roll the, uh, the theme again. Yeah. 
So this week's we uh, not this weekend. Sorry, uh, last weekend's game um, was against Columbus. Um, we got beat 2-0, unfortunately. Um, and if you watched it, you'll know the pain and the suffering that we've gone through in that game. And that's not just from the fact that we got beat, but the way that we got beat and the fact that it was kind of taken out of our own hands quite a bit uh, with thanks to the referee and performance, which um, I'm in total agreement with Wayne Rooney on this one. It was an absolute shocker. Um their penalty that they got given incredibly soft. Yeah, you can't argue that there was uh, contact. Uh, there was contact with there. Uh, Russell Knaus trod on the heel of um, uh, Matan. The, the the big thing that is, that was really annoying about this one was the fact that there was the contact. But Matan then decided to go, yeah, I'm just going to take a couple of extra steps and uh, yeah, then I'm going to fall. And it was just like, right. So you fell. Uh, you had a couple of, you had an opportunity to take a couple of steps. Then you fell. Then you fell badly as well. It wasn't exactly a standard fall. Um, initially, the the decision was no no penalty. Uh, we w- went on the counter-attack, um, ended up with Benteke on, I think it was to Lewis O'Brien. O'Brien found Benteke down the right. Taxi was free in the far corner. Benteke played a beautiful ball in. And then Taxi tried to put it in back across the goal, uh, which really was the right thing to do, uh, but didn't quite make a sweet enough connection. And the keeper managed to make the save. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on that, if that goal had gone in, then I doubt we then we would have had it chalked off because it would have then gone back to the penalty. And then we would have if, then we would have conceded it, and then it would have felt felt like a much bigger gut punch. Um, so I'm kind of glad in that scenario that we didn't score because that would have been really annoying. Um, so yeah, however. That decision was just appalling um, for that. Then I didn't spot this live, um, but Rooney called it out um, after the game and in the press conference today as well about their second goal and how that was offside, um, yeah, which, yeah, really, really frustrating to see that. Um, I'm just going to bring that up as well because there was a tweet that came out Um in regards to that. So bear with me two seconds whilst I bring bring that particular tweet up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's annoying because there was the, the ball came through. Um, I think it was Ramirez who was offside by his literal foot. Um, and it's just like, come on, just, it's just getting really frustrating now. The fact that, we're getting so many decisions go against us and it's just like, right, what else can we realistically do and not actually have all these things happen against us. So I I'm getting, getting frustrated by it. We know it's MLS refereeing is not exactly the, the best, shall we say? Um, 
they can't keep doing these kind of mistakes. Um, right, I've got this. I've got the thing up. So if you're watching on on YouTube or you're watching this after the fact or through Spotify, or however you're watching, then you'll see this on screen. If you're not and you want to see it, um, then get on get onto YouTube and um, you'll see the actual tweet coming up in just a moment. So what we'll see here is I will click on share and I'm going to bring it up on screen right now. There we go. So what you'll see here is um, an image from when the ball was played and to the actual line for the offside. So this is what you'd normally, I mean, obviously it's a much more basic version, but this is the kind of thing you'd see during um, VAR um, in the Premier League and pretty much everywhere else in the world um, that uses these. So you can see the ball's coming in. Uh, that is Donny Pines there. You've got Jacob Brugin, um and behind the player. And you can see Donny Pines' knee is here. And then you've got the foot, which is apparently nine inches, uh, 9.9 inches and an eighth of an inch um, offside. So, yeah, really frustrating that that's happened there. How it, I mean, like I said, I didn't see this being picked up straight away. I can see how it was missed, but the fact that they've come out and said that there was an offside um, to Wayne and it's happened again. There's another decision that's gone against us. It's just, it's getting really frustrating now. And I want to see us, have this look go in our favor rather than it going against us. So we can't do much about it now. We can only give the facts and we can only emphasize the fact that this has happened and show that this, this is the case and things need to improve. And we just need it to improve. It's just getting beyond the joke now. Um, so, so frustrating. Um, but yeah, so we had that. Um, on the flip side, uh, the positive stuff from this game was the fact that we had quite a lot of opportunities, um, especially in the first half with uh, Taxi. He had, uh, had the opportunity to score a couple of goals. I just mentioned that um, counter-attack there. He, he had a chance in the first half where it was kind of an open goal, so the keeper spilled it. Um, it fell to Taxi. He then went to side foot it and it went towards the back of the net, but it was cleared off the line by Sands, I think it was. Uh, good clearance. Uh, had to be there. Um, if he wasn't, then yeah, we would have been 1-0 up. And I think there was another opportunity for Taxi where it was from a set piece. Um, I'm sure it was a corner, but can't be for certain. Ball ends to him, ends up with him on the edge of the box. He then has a go from range. Got on target, but it was another opportunity for him to score. Yeah, Ben Taki had a couple of opportunities in the second half. Um, so we're getting, we're creating the chances, we're getting positive, but we're just not being clinical in any way, shape or form, uh, which is uh, a massive, massive shame. Um, so yeah, so we had that. Um, but for me, when we decided to bring on Ruan and Jay Z in the second half, because uh, the first half we were being out possessed like, 
it was just ridiculous how much we were obsessed. Very defensive, sat back a lot, and we just weren't really attacking a great deal. But then Rowan came on, JZ came on, Ryan especially came on um, and was playing in the right mid uh, position and he looked fantastic. And I'm pleased that he's continuing in that role because he's not the best defensively. And I think I think that's fair to say. I don't think I'm being, being harsh on that. He's great going forward. He's got pace. He's got the ability to put a good cross in and he's, he's doing well. He gets to the byline. He pulls it back and I'm happy about that. That's that's his job is to terrorise the wing, get the balls into the box and someone just needs to get on the end of it. And he seems to be doing that. So I'm happy about that. Um, so if we can continue that going this weekend, that'd be fantastic. But that was a good turning point in the second half that we had that. We started creating a bit more as well. And we definitely looked like we were going to get something Um we just unfortunately didn't. We just didn't have the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I think sometimes we're rushing out at the moment because we haven't scored. We haven't picked up points. Um, I think we're starting to rush it a little bit, um, trying to get that first goal and then to go. So if anyone from the club is listening and they want to take an armchair, tip um, or hints or my viewpoint it's just to in the attack maybe it's just slow it down work the ball into the box create that easy opportunity rather than trying to force force it to happen just work it in work it work it up play it around get there and then when the easy opportunity comes in then you've got a much better chance of putting it in the back of the net so and then build up from there. Then once we start getting the goals coming in, then we can start playing a bit quicker, then get into the box, bump it in there, whatever we want to do, however we want to do it. I just think we just need to work it in, make it simple. Um, it's the KISS method. It's the keep it simple, stupid. Um, and just get that first goal and work work it from there. Um, stats from the weekend. 44.4% possession to 55.6 um, in favour of Columbus. Uh, we had 14 attempts to go to their uh, 13. Both had five on target. Um, in terms of the passing, Paulson and Birnbaum were the most common between each other. So right back to centre back shows you how we were in this game. I think I said defensive. That's how it seemed to be. Um, our average position, uh, we had to plays an hour and a half more than the crew, which not great being the home side. If I'm going to be honest, I think as the home side, we should never be the more defensive. Um, even against one of the better attacking teams, we should should be the other way around, really. And then our favourite start of the expected goals, uh, it was 0.7 to 1.4. So, yeah, um, again, just one of those things their penalty obviously boosted their XG uh, because it's a penalty that's going to happen um, but other than that I would say it's, it was pro- a properly even match um, we just need to get get someone to put the ball in the back of the net um, like I say be patient with it get that first goal and then we can build it from there really that, that's my take on it um, if you don't agree with it that's fine let me know I'm happy to talk through it um, and our differences so 
that's that's kind of my little sort of breakdown from last weekend's game. Um, I also do, did the Instagram uh, lives uh, for halftime and full-time. I'm going to keep that going this weekend uh, for the game against Montreal. Uh, I'm enjoying doing that. It's great uh, to see people coming in and joining the live, especially a couple of players as well um, over the recent weeks. So when I had Sean Howe on, we had Taxi come and join in the live chat. That was fantastic. Uh, we've had um, Gasau Samake coming in um, and watching along as well. So feel free to come and join me on there. Uh, Come and find me at uh, DCUKFC on Instagram and come in, join on the chat. If you want to join in live as well and you want to be on the Instagram live with me, then more than happy to. You can request to join in. Um, that's how Sean suddenly appeared. He just requested to join. That was great. Um, uh, I'm happy to chat things through. I will be sat here in my lovely, lovely office. Um, and this weekend, I'll even have the, the mini fridge. The mini fridge is coming. I'll have, I'll be able to put my beers in the fridge, keep them cool. And I'll be able to not have to keep going back and forth towards the house um, during the game. I could just stay here and everything could be good. Everything could be cozy. Very happy. Can't wait for that. That arrives tomorrow. Yay. So, I don't know, as well, I'm feeling so much better. So much better now. It's great. Um, it's still a little bit coldy, but compared to how it was last week where I could barely talk uh, without my having to cough and things like that and keep drinking loads of drink to keep going. And the week before where eyes are streaming, I can't see anything. I can't, I'm just so tired. It's such a wonderful feeling being well again. Love it. I also had my birthday at the weekend as well. So that was awesome. Spent the time back home up north with my family. Saw everyone. Good stuff. So just a shame we just didn't get the three points. But, you know, can't have everything, can you? Anyway, um, I'm gonna, just going to do the show the press conference now uh, before I move into uh, previewing this weekend's game because there was a lot of good comments uh, about player availability. So some players are going to be back this weekend. We've got timelines. Um, Wayne also talks about the game against Columbus, so you can hear his thoughts on that. And also uh, Donny Pines as well. We can hear about his thoughts on what the dressing room is like. So I'm just going to play that uh, right no. Andy, back in training, which is a good good sign. What, um, where is he in his recovery, and what does it mean to have him back in the, in the mix? Yeah, Andy is... Um He's back fit, so he, um, which is great for us because he's he's a really important player for us. Um, so he's a possibility to feature on Saturday, whether from the start or, or the bench, um, to make that decision. Um, but yeah, he's, he's be back, he'll be back on the squad. Nigel um, will be out for eight to twelve weeks. Um, he has a small fracture in his ankle. That happened in training? Yeah, in during the training session. You're already looking for some attacking depth. Does that accelerate that, that process with him Um Yes and no. We're, we're, we're already looking for attacking options and attacking players to come in anyway. So, um, But I think it makes it more crucial now that um, 
in, 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 in get some money in, in, in these sessions at the end of the pitch. And where's Derek Williams now? Derek's still a couple of weeks away, so um, he'll be another two, two to three weeks. Brendan's, yeah, um, same probably two to three weeks from joining with the team in training. He'll obviously need some time to build up his fitness, and um, so um, he'll have a two to three weeks probably training with the team before he becomes available for selection. How about Jerkin? Dex is fine, but he'll be back in the squad. Um, he had a, it wasn't a, a huge cut, but he had a cut in between his two toes, so just the positioning of the cut made it awkward. But um, he had the stitches out and um, he'll be back available. Hey, Wayne, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. You were just uh, talking about, uh, we're talking about attacking. Uh, you know, you had the same number of shots on target last week against Columbus, and, you know, that's numbers. Uh, do you feel like you're getting uh, the chances, and what what nuances are you noticing that maybe you need to do to, to make those chances into goals? Yeah, I think we're creating chances, and... Um, yeah, so that's why it's disappointing. Obviously, the result on on Saturday was disappointing, but from a positive, positive standpoint, we're creating chances, we're, we're getting opportunities of goal, and um, and actually against Columbus, didn't really give that many opportunities up. They, um, they obviously got a penalty kick, um, which still I don't think um, was a penalty, um, and he's got an offside goal. Um, which um, we've had confirmed um, and denied at the same time, if you can make sense of that, by the officials. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing, but um, we have to just move forward. Yeah, and then, uh, just talk, can you also talk about Lewis O'Brien, just his presence, what it, what it meant as you integrate another player, clear, he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, I think he'll be a, a really good player for us. Um, I was really pleased with him, his, his energy um, um, and, you know, running off the ball, running with the ball, breaking play up at times. So, um, for his, I think that's his first game since October. So, um, I was pleased he got through the 90 minutes and that'll certainly benefit him for the next um, few weeks. By the way, that penalty happened right in front of us, right in line. And it's still driving me crazy because there's no way, but I'm sorry. Well, there was a few, actually, I spoke out after the game, there was a few decisions um, the one where the goalkeeper clotheslined Steve Birnbaum, yeah. um, which is reckless, which the officials told us in the summer, in, in not the summer, sorry, in pre-season, uh, um, if a keeper comes out, they have to be clear that they win the ball, or if they come out reckless, it's a penalty. Um, the penalty given is against us, uh, there's a slight contact from Russell, but as I said, the lad takes two steps, then goes down. Um, I don't think that's a penalty. The one on taxi front us where he nicks in front of the defender, the defender kicks him, um, and the second goal um, is offside. He's into the strikers interfering with play. He, he blocks Greeny from getting out wide, and I've put all these forward to the officials, um, and they've said, yeah, it is possible. The second one is offside. It is possible. It's a foul on taxi front us. The goalkeeper has to land somewhere. He lands right on in my player with his, his knees and his two fists in his in his body. So um, it's it's just really strange, and um, I really can't figure it out. I don't know what we need to do. Whether you know we need some clarification, whether the, the officials need to come down and and actually show us 
I'd gain the meeting be done in pre-season because it, they're completely going the opposite way. So, um, in my opinion, it needs to improve. And Wayne, can you just talk about, given that, you know, sometimes a game is so much mental and, and, and being able to be strong through it. And, you know, going back to your first game against Toronto, your team showed resilience to come back. What what do you like about the attitude of this team or, or what are you sensing from, from your players out there? Yeah, we, we kept going. We, we kept going till the end and um, at 2-0 in the 90th minute and seeing Taxi Fontes chasing balls and um, so I think we're a team who are building a, a really strong resilience um, and we are we will keep pushing till the end in games um, but we need to really reward ourselves um, because we are playing some good stuff we are competing um, in games I thought as you said we've done a really good job in containing um, Columbus who are a good team um, give them very little really um, against us so it's it's frustrating but I think we're, we're we'll get there I think we will get there I think we're showing some really good signs and um, and of course um, I think we just need that win to, to give us confidence to build them and I saw on social media it looked like it's a great family time in, in Washington so that's got to help and that'll probably lead to three points so there's nothing like getting out on the mall and having some sunshine yeah, I was actually going, I was hoping to go and see Joe Biden and ask him if he can clear up some of these decisions for me. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Okay. Along the lines of what Dave was asking, it's been a while since this team got a victory. Is Do you sense any dent in the confidence level or the camaraderie given that it's been a while confidence certainly I think that uh, you get confidence from winning games um, so I think you can feel that a little bit so that's why we just need to get that win and, and get that confidence back to where we want it um, but the, the, to be fair to the players um, they're digging in there they're um, trying to do the right things and so um, it's strange because after a defeat, um, you know, I look at myself, I look at decisions, starting line-up, substitutions I make, um, and you reflect on everything. But um, I thought we were, you know, we we done okay and, and deserved something out of the game, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. So, um, as I said, I think we, we will get there. It's um, frustrating start, but um, I'm, I'm seeing players trying to do the right things and. Um, Hopefully we can have a, a more consistent starting lineup as well over the next few weeks, and that will certainly help us also. What's the what's the mood? What's the temperature of the team? It's been a while since you guys got a victory. Um, yeah. How does that impact the uh, uh, the psychology? Uh, you know, the spirit's been really good. I think we're slowly getting in the right direction. Um, you know, the spirits are still high. I know, you know, we're coming off you know a, a tie and a, and a loss and. You know, we're trying to get into our winning ways again, but um, you know, we're we're still trying to stay positive. The weather's getting better, so a lot more high spirits, a lot more um, better training sessions. So I feel like um, we're going the right direction. Uh, you're re reuniting in a way with Hernan Masada. Mm -hmm. Right. What what's that going to be like for for you and, and for the guys in general after after uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be probably bittersweet. You know, it's, uh, it is what it is. That's, that's the name of the game. You know, you move on, you play, and you coach, you know, different teams. So, but we're going to treat this like it's a regular game, and we have a lot of guys who played under him. But, you know, as much, you know, we're going to try to play within ourselves and, uh, you know, try to win this game as much as possible and not worry about the, uh, you know, the little intangibles like, like that. We're just going to play our style and try to win the game as much as possible. I know you said the spirit was high. Uh, and you, you played good football the last two games, and things have tightened up at the back. And, and you know that's a really difficult outfit to play with those little drag runs and the high line. And, mm-hmm. uh, but you did a great job. Thank you. Um, but is there a, also a, a a collective understanding of of maybe um, a little bit more urgency in terms of the three points, especially on a t- you know. A team that, that you're United is better than, than Montreal. You know, I mean, they're just a better team, just the film and you know what you watch, um, and you know we're unlucky and things like that. But how, in order to guarantee those three points, to put the players on that also as well mm-hmm. as the good spirits. Uh, I think what we have to do is keep our same mentality the last couple games and just play, you know, our style of football and be hard-nosed, be hard at the back, hard to, um, you know, play against and, you know, take our chances as much as possible. I think in the last couple games we've had good opportunities and, you know, we could be up, um, you know, early in the game, but we just got to take those with a grain of salt and make sure we convert our chances. And if we do that, it's going to be a whole different perspective of the game. And, um, you know, then we got to, you know, solidify the back line and be as, um, tough to play against, and then we'll, we'll see out more games. Um, but I feel like we just got to stay cohesive, stay positive, and communicate as much as possible from the back to the front, and um, you know, let our uh, our attackers do their thing and hopefully convert chances. Hey, Donovan, can you just talk about this this uh, team's potential on, on set pieces? Because mm. uh, does it feel like you're playing with a basketball team? Sometimes you got Donovan, you got yourself, Steven Birnbaum. Uh, Bet Tech. I mean, all these these targets. It seemed like it'd be fun to work on on set pieces, and you guys would have endless options. I think you're right, Dave. Uh, you know, we have a lot of aerial, aerial threats. Uh, you know, for me personally, for me, I mean, I'm playing within my role. So if I can drag two people with me, if I can be a decoy run and have Christian get a goal, or have you know Steve get a, get a goal, then I did, did my job. So um, at the end of the day, we should be converting as many chances as possible off set pieces and being you know ruthless uh, on every set piece. We should be winning 90% of these. Um, you know, on on every set piece, every corner, every free kick. So, um, but it's really fun every time we go up because we don't know um, sometimes who's gonna who the ball's gonna drop to. But usually we should have first contact on every uh, set piece. So hopefully we make that um, uh, this weekend have that happen and hopefully convert one off a set piece this weekend. And you mentioned uh, Christian. Uh, just what we noticed, uh, he works so hard. We'll see him get back defending. What does that do to you when you? see him putting in that work or, or what kind of influence do you think he has on the team or um, you He's a, he's a huge influence. I think he's a great leader, great person, great personality to have in the locker room. Um, you know, he we see it firsthand, you know, on the field, off the field. And, you know, when he tracks back, he does the work, does the little things right, and we see it, and we want to make sure that us defenders have to do our job so we can make his job um, easier. And so that's, you know, winning uh, headers and bringing down the ball and just playing uh, his style. So um, we see him working hard and winning all those balls and not getting mad. You know, most strikers usually get mad if, you know, they can't get the ball and stuff like that, but he, he, you don't see it. So he's a very positive player, very um, has, has a lot of humility in his game. So it's very uh, advantageous to have him on the team and, you know, hopefully he can get more rewarded uh, as the, the games go forward.
And, and you've grown so much. How do you feel yourself better? I mean, when you, when you think about, boy, this is better now. I, I'm, I, you know, but what's yeah. going on with that? And I think for me, it's just, you know, I, I love the game. I love this team. I love the organization. So I just want to compete as much as possible. And, you know, if I can, you know, help the team, you know, win and keep clean sheets, if that's my job, then I'll do my job because, you know, I, I love the game and, you know, I just want to perform as best as possible and make myself uh, better, make myself proud and reach the goals that I want to get to, um, you know, in the next come, you know, coming years. So uh, for me, it's just a, you know, personal thing, just showing that I can play at this level and hopefully I can keep getting better, keep learning and, uh, you know, keep trying to help the team, um, you know, prevail. I'm calling it right now. Donovan Vines on a header goal set piece this weekend. Hey, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate that. It means a lot. That was awesome. Just to end that little conference there um, <clears throat> with Dave. Just go. It's going to happen. Set piece goal. If that happens, I will be over the flipping moon, to say the least. Because. Um, you look at Donny. Um, he's actually done really well in the last couple of games uh, that he's had to come in and play. Uh, the fact that with Derek Williams has been out, um, out injured and still remains out for a few more weeks. Uh, and with Brendan Hines Ike as well, but still a few weeks away returning uh, to just even training. Um, and when we're saying that, it's going to be a further few weeks from once he does return to training to actually him building his fitness back and actually being able to get then onto the pitch. So yeah, we saw a couple of centre-backs short at the moment um, due to injuries, but the fact that Donny Pines has actually played really well recently um, in the last couple of games is fantastic to see. So long may that continue and actually give um, Wayne a bit of a headache really, because that's what you want as a manager. You want a selection headache when players are playing well. You don't want a selection headache due to injuries and things, but it's good. He's taken this opportunity and I'm happy. And if he's able to get that set piece goal, I will, I've said it before and I would do handstands. Um, whether I actually would do that or I'm able to do that, that's another question entirely. But um, if I could do it in this office, um, I'd give it a good go. I'll give it a good go. So, Donnie, if you're listening, if you score, I will attempt to do a handstand in this office for you. So there you go. Um, right. So this weekend we have Club de Foot Montreal or Club Foot de Montreal. I keep forgetting which way around it it's meant to be. But so, yeah, so we've got those guys this weekend. Uh, Hernan Lasada, um, as Donnie said, it's a uh, bittersweet. Um, choosing his words very, very wisely there. Um, very interesting that how. He tried to play down um, that the, the fixture in terms of uh, the fact that we're coming up against the former manager. Um, but I think there will be a lot of uh, angst, a lot of um, frustrations that will need to be um, taken out this weekend. And I would like to see us use that and actually take it to them. Um, Montreal seemed to be imploding at the moment uh, and then has not had exactly the greatest start um, at Montreal um, the players seem to be unhappy they're leaving it kind of just shows how 
the man management side of things hasn't quite gone to plan. Um, and I think their ownership has to take some of the blame on that one. Um, and not just Hernan, but you know, there, there's, there's something there where he's gone, he's been at DC, there's been issues and now he's gone to Montreal and the same thing seems to be happening again. So something's, you've got to have a look at that somewhere along the lines, but Anyway, this weekend, so Saturday, April 15th, 7.30 Eastern time kickoff, um, which means it's a half past 12 um, in the morning kickoff for us Brits over here. Um, it's on MLS season pass. Um, so we got that. So if you haven't got MLS season pass and you want to watch the game this weekend, you're out of luck, um, but please do get it. It's I love having the MLS season pass. It's fantastic. The fact I don't have to use VPNs. I don't have to do anything stupid um, to be able to watch the games. The only thing I do miss is not being able to lay, listen to Dave Johnson because iHeartRadio just doesn't work. Um, I can't download the app. I can't VPN my way in. It's just, uh, it's a shame. But being able to hear Dave in the press conferences and things, it's a little, it's a little fix there. So I might just have to see if I can get him back on the show again because each of the times he's been on, he's been an absolute blast. Um, so there is that. Um, other availability, if you didn't miss, if you didn't hear the uh, press conference and you're tuning in live, um, nice to see Isaiah and Michael. Um, good to have you both in the live chat there. Um, Nahar is back and uh, traveling with the team, which is fantastic. Derek Williams remains out for a few more weeks. Roberta is out for at least eight weeks, uh, around eight to 12 weeks. Um, thanks to uh, injury in his ankle that he picked up in training. And as I've just mentioned about Brendan Heinzeich, he's still a few weeks away from returning to training. Um, so probably around six weeks away before he's back in the squad and ready to play. Um, this weekend, some things that I've um, pulled out from the MLS soccer website. So Montreal won both fixtures last season, um, but they've never won three in a row against DC. So uh, the odds are in our favor just from that. Uh, Montreal have also lost five of their opening six matches, uh, equaling their worst points tally for this point of the season. It's good work from them. Uh, We've got five points in seven matches. This is the seventh time that's happened in our history. Um, And within those seven occasions, we've actually made the playoffs three times on that. So the fact that it's a slow start doesn't mean that we won't make the playoffs. It's, and that's what I do like in a way about MLS you can have a, a really slow start but then you come to into form towards the end of the season and you can actually do stuff uh, towards the end of the season um, Montreal have been outscored 9-0 in their previous two games That's, they're the only the second side to have done this in MLS history previously um, Orlando had done that as well but Montreal have also done it and Montreal's minus 13, yes, that's right, minus 13 goal difference is the worst after six matches in league history. So, yeah, they are very, very leaky and not very, very scory either. Um, on the downside for us, however, we have lost 10 of our last 13 away matches and failed to score in 10 of those. So we really need to uh, change things around there. Um, head-to-head wise 
there's been 26 fixtures between the two sides in MLS regular season. Uh, we've won eight. There's been eight draws and Montreal have won 10 times overall. And their players, they've had a few, had a couple of, well, they had a trade um, where they, I've got to remember this rightly now because I haven't got it on my screen. Um, they gave away one of their, Kamal Miller uh, to into Miami. Picked up $1.3 million in GAM. Um, received two players, uh, but attackers. So they got rid of one of their key defenders and uh, when they're already very leaky. And then picked up a couple of attackers and they weren't particularly great ones. Uh, that's what I've been reading about them. So weird, very weird. But, you know, I'm not going to argue. If they're getting rid of their defenders, then fine. Uh, they currently only have one DP uh, in Victor Wanyama, who's uh, generally plays with a Zimmer frame because uh, he's that old now. Um, they do have a few under-22 initiative players. So they've got Snusi Ibrahim, uh, Mako Manievich, and Robert Thorkelson. And they've got one generation Adidas player um, in Mason Toy. Um, so... We, I'm just going to pull up the MLS Soccer website and look at the standing so we can get a little bit of a breakdown on there. So whilst I'm doing that, I'll just come through some of the comments on the chat. Um, as I said, nothing short of three points will be happy for me, period. I mean, yeah, this weekend we need the three points. Um, but in, for a multitude of reasons, one, we need to win. Uh, but two, we're up against um, a team who are down towards the bottom alongside us. But three, it's Hernan and what he did to the team. We need to actually beat them. Um, and Keenan, nice to see you in the chat again. It's been a while. Um, how do you think DC will do in the League's Cup this summer? Obviously, we've got Montreal uh, in the League's Cup as well. Uh, we've got um, Pumas as well. Interesting. Um, intrigued to see how this will go. I think... I think we might do okay. I, we're not going to set the, the League Cup alight. Let's put it that way. Leagues, sorry, Leagues Cup, League Cup is English. Leagues Cup alight. Um, but I think we'll do okay. It's, I, I, it, to me, this one, this, this is the first time it's in this particular format. It's going to be, I think it's an exciting time um, for both the League of MX and, and MLS. In this term, in this type of competition, if it works, I know we've got the Concacaf Champions League, but I'd like to see it expand even further as well. Maybe limit, basically take over the Concacaf Champions League, um, or make it into the kind of like the Europa League, um, so the middle tier of um, continental competition. It'd be great. I think it's a it's a good start. Um, the way they've done it it's all on MLS season pass as well which is brilliant so I get to watch it it fills in the gap in the summer well I can't argue with it I like I like the cup I think it's going to be good I was sceptical when the tournament was first announced a few years ago um, thinking why are we doing this but actually as time has gone on and they've developed the format and how it's going to be played I think it's starting to look like a really good comp type of competition um, so the standings so Montreal 
They've got three points so far this season out of six games, and that is just with the one win. Um, they've scored a grand total of three goals so far this season. Three in six games. So they're scoring half a goal a game. And they've conceded 16, which gives them that minus 13 uh, goal difference. Their win came at home, uh, which they've only played one home game so far this season. That's really weird. I wonder why that is. I never even thought about that. So they've played five away games and only one home game. I know MLS is weird uh, for their fixtures, but that is bizarre. Um, I'm not aware they're having any stadium work or anything like that, are they? Or they've not had any work done there? Um, Let's just have a quick look. So... Yeah, so they're away to Miami to start the season off with, then away to Austin, then away to Nashville, then at home to Philadelphia, which they surprisingly won that one. Um, that was uh, that was end of the game, um, the victory. Then they got then they're away to Vancouver, and then away to New England Revolution. So, hmm, interesting. Hmm, it'd be weird to see how this one goes. Then, I never even thought about that. Um, just going back to the comments uh, as I is just saying uh, he's not joking uh, unless you put lol in there or anything I, I, I always take it quite seriously uh, except anything short of a win and it must be a complete mashing oh okay yeah uh, wonder how much he's finding place we're not making up the weight there yeah it's um, yeah making up the weight it's yeah, interesting. I think that's some of the things that reason why some of their players are not very happy at the moment is the levels of intensity, I think is probably how I can phrase it. So yeah. Be interesting to see how that goes down. And interesting to see how many handshakes of uh for her Nanny gets uh, from the players. I I would I feel like this is gonna be quite a bit of a rivalry coming up for this fixture. So um, again, I know you uh, miss a lot of the lives, but I do. Still, I appreciate that. Um, appreciate tuning into the uh, YouTube's uh, afterwards. So I know you're you're a big fan, and I do appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate everyone who tunes in as well. Um, whether that's through listening or whether that's watching as well. So if you haven't already, uh, subscribe and to the podcast. Whether you're listening to it or whether you're watching this on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video. Uh, if you're listening to it or even if you don't listen to the podcast, uh, but you've got Apple podcast, just go and leave a review on there. Uh, give it whatever rating five stars. Great. Be great. And leave a little review um, just to help bump it up the listings, bump it up the algorithms, all that jazz. And let's get the podcast and everything to a wider audience so we can bring more fans and new fans to the club. I know the soccer's not great at the moment, but there is signs there that we can move in. We are moving in the right direction and we're going to get goals. And now my voice is starting to, my throat's starting to uh, tingle a little bit. So I do apologize if I suddenly start pausing quite a lot and I'm drinking. So, you know, um, 
let's move on to some predictions for this weekend. So I know, obviously, Zaya, Keenan, you are listening in and watching in. What are your predictions for this weekend? Um, for myself, just based on the fact that they've only just got three goals, and all of those three goals were at home as well. Um, they've conceded a lot of goals. They're way out of form. Um, they're incredibly leaky. Means we we do create a lot of chances anyway, and that's against some of the better sides in the league. This is the opportunity for us this weekend to really start firing on all cylinders, and I'm excited about that prospect and the fact that Hernan Asada, who, granted, he came on the podcast, um, he took the time out, especially the fact that he took the time out just after he arrived in the USA. He was still in uh, quarantine because it was the COVID times when all that was happening. And he spent a good hour with me just chatting away. And I respect him for that. That's as far as it, I think it kind of goes now. Um, so I think I'm going to put, put it on the line this weekend. I think we're going to keep another clean sheet. I'm going to score four goals. So I'm going to go four nil. I want us to be playing the four, four, two. Um, like we have done. Um, I'm English. Wayne's English. It's all about the 442. Um, so we've got, got to keep that going. Um, if I was going to predict a lineup, I don't generally do this, but I'm going to do this. Uh, Miller and goal. Um, Durkin's returning. Um, so I'd see, I'd probably see him at right back. Center back pairing would be Ben Bam and Pines, I think. Um, and then left back will be Jay Zay. Then right midfield, I'm hoping will be Ruan. Um, after the way he came on at the weekend, I don't think Nahar is going to be starting just because he's been out for a little while. Um, so he just needs to build that in, uh, build his fitness back up from that side of things. Or if he does start, then Ruan will be on the bench. Um, but I would see them two interchanging. Or potentially, Nahar would start a right back and Rowan in right midfield. That's an exciting prospect. Having both of them playing on the right hand side, I think that could be very dangerous. Uh, Centre mid would be, I'm hoping, would be Knaus and O'Brien again. Because I think them two together looked great at the weekend, uh, uh, last weekend. Canals was putting some great tackles and I know he gave away the penalty, but it should, should never have been a penalty. Um, his passing could have been better, but the fact that he was there putting the heavy tackles in, winning the ball back, make, to me, makes up for all that. Um, O'Brien had a really good game. Very impressed by him. Um, no surprise, really, uh, considering he's played in the Premier League um, he's young um, he wants to do well he wants to get back into the Premier League um, and play there so he needs he knows he needs to do well here to show that he can still do it over there because if he doesn't do so well over here that's going to really hamper his chances of getting back into the Forest side um, so and then left would be Mateus Click. And then up top would be Taxi and Benteke. I think that would be that would be an ideal eleven. Um, so still not quite 
our strongest 11 by far. But I think that would be the best that we could give. So Miller, Nahar, Bam Bam Pines, JZ, Rowan, Tanaus, O'Brien, Click, Penteke, and Taxi up top. I think that's how I would go for it. Um, Keenan, your prediction is praying for a 3 0, but more likely 3 2 win. Okay. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by the the fact that you think it'll be a 3-2 win Um, that would mean that Montreal would almost double their goal tally for the season so be interesting Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of people predicting us getting beat this weekend that's for sure if we got beat absolute disaster if we draw incredibly disappointing Win is, ex- is the expectation this weekend. That is for certain. Win is the expectation. Um, if you if this is Football Manager 23, uh, before every game, you get the board um, expectations and the support expectations. This weekend, both sides would say win. Um, so expecting for that. Um, it's coming down to time for fan questions. Um, so... And a few sent in before the podcast going live. Um, first up was Richard Rolson, um, who is a DCUK member. Um, he's asked, what are my thoughts on Miller? Um, he's only got one clean sheet, but also he hasn't had any consistency in the defence in front of him. Um, I kind of like um, Miller. I think he's been good. I, yeah, I think he's right. The fact that, it's disappointing. He's only had one clean sheet, but he's not had that consistent defence in front of him. And the way things are, it's probably not going to be completely consistent until a couple of months away yet. So based on that, the fact that he's he's had a clean sheet is good. Um, he's looks a little bit scary when he's doing the sweeper keeper role, but when he isn't, man, he is good. He can pull off a save. Um, and he was really good when he was, when he was at LAFC. He did very well there and we are seeing the reasons why he was very good out there. So yeah, I'm pleased that we've managed to actually pick him up. He's doing better than I expected. Um, Yeah. Can't argue with it. Uh, I was expecting us to have actually been playing uh, Alex Bono, but he's just not getting the look in at the moment. So I'm not disappointed by that. I think that's, again, it's a very good selection headache to have. Um, but it's clear to see that Miller is definitely our number one keeper at the moment. Um, hopefully, I hope that answers your question, Richard. Uh, next question that came in was from Victor um, over on Instagram. He's just asked a very simple question. Benteke, do we keep or do we sell and replace? Um, I think the way that Wayne seems to want to play um, I see the value in Benteke. I see a huge amount of value in him. You look at the the way the players pass, um, especially from Miller to Benteke. They keep, they keep Miller keeps finding Benteke, and that allows us to have that target man up top. That allows us to get the attack going quickly because the ball is already up there. That allows us to send the players forward. Um, 
He's a danger on the set pieces. He brings multiple players away from other players. Um, so uh, if you heard the press conference there, you heard about Pines, about him being a decoy for Ben Taki. So the fact that we've got multiple giants in the box when it comes to set pieces, I think is an incredibly difficult uh, thing for uh, our opponents to defend against. And you see it in the matches that we've had already. And the, the multiple times that we were able to find Benteke or Birnbaum at the back post, it's great. Um, obviously, the comeback, and I know this, I can hear this in my head, is he's not scoring enough. He's not scoring enough. But again, I think the fact that we've not had the consistency in the side, the fact that Taxi's only recently come back, um, we're already starting to see some of that uh, really good uh, partnership work happening there when you look at uh, the game for, against Columbus that was, there was some really good play between the two of them Taxi the man who's chasing down the ball he's pressing the defence Benteke is there he's bringing plays into him he's winning the ball in the air he's able to head it to um, one of the other players you look at um, there was one that he headed to Lewis O'Brien, who then was able to play it through. It's just little things like that where the pieces are starting to fall into place. Very soon, I will see that all clicking together. And we're going to suddenly start scoring goals. And then the confidence will start flowing and things will get going. And then we'll start getting on the train. Um, I know last year and the year before, we had the Kamara hype train. I want to have the hype train come back um, just for Ben Taki. Um, or the hype taxi. However we want to do it. But I want us to get back there. And I can see it's that, that happening. And I do see it happening this weekend. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, so Victor, I would keep Ben Take. Um, like I said, I see value in him and I think he's actually quite a critical piece of the puzzle for our attacking play right now. Obviously, that might change, but yeah, right now I'm happy um, with how he's doing. Yes, he does need to score more goals. Um, we shall see how that plans out. If he's not, if he doesn't get to 15 goals minimum this season, I will see that as a bit of a failure and I would expect it then to replace him at the end of the year. But you've got to give him the full season to do that. He's had part of a season last year. Um, he's not had a consistent partner in attack as well. When that doesn't happen, you're not going to get a consistency out of him. So hopefully we'll we'll start seeing some good stuff coming out of him very, very shortly. Uh, last question that came through was from Angus. Um, Angus, who's also a DC UK member. Um, he said, how do you think the Benteke-Victor Wanyama aerial matchup will go down? I think just is just going to be all over him. I don't... Yeah, I know Wanyama's a pretty big guy, um, but, you know, we know how good Benteke is in the air. Uh, Benteke is, what, uh, six foot three off the top of my head? Uh, well, 1.9 metres. Because you know Wikipedia does it in meters, and Victor Wanyama is one point eight four. So um, this Bentek is bigger, um, eighty seven kilos for Wanyama. Oh, 
Medtech is only 83. So that's interesting. But I do think he's just going to be all over me. One year, I was only 31. I thought he was older than that. He comes across as a bit of an older player. Whether that's just the fact that he's just not that got that much pace either. That might be it. Yeah, that actually does surprise me. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. He learns something new every day. Um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any any contest, any competition in that side of things. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's it. Um, that wraps things up nicely. Um, if you've made it to the end of the episode, thank you very much for listening in um, or watching if you're watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a little review if you can. That's always helpful. And if you want to become a DC UK member, just head over to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. Completely free to do so. Um, great. We've got some great, uh, great group of people in there. Uh, we do have a little chat um, over on Twitter. You, if you're not on Twitter, um, just set yourself up an account just so you can get in. Um, it's great. I love it. Some great banter. We have a good laugh. Um, we have some good comments coming through, some good debates. Um, there's no animosity whatsoever. So, uh, and it doesn't matter where you're from, whether you are in the States, whether you're in the UK, whether you're abroad, uh, Belgium, France, Brazil, uh, Senegal, Japan, Korea, where Australia, wherever you are, you're always welcome. Um, and I, I love that on the, on the jersey as well, the phrase that, that they've got about everyone being welcome. We're all united. That's a great mantra to uh, live by. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. That is the end of the episode. Um, like I said, do, if you want to tune into the Insta Live, head over onto Instagram, follow me. It's at DCUKFC. Um, we'll do halftime and full-time chats as well. Uh, you're more than welcome to request to join as well. Um, if I've, if you see me all by myself um, or if you don't want to do that, hit the end of the chat and uh, get the questions going and get your thoughts in there. Um, but yeah, that's it. And that, all that leaves me with left to say is until next time, Vamos United. Still want to act, not the ghost. 